Hello everyone and welcome to Devotional Life. This is Paul. And this is Jeannie. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for joining us. Jeannie, we're in this exciting series, aren't we? Yes, about faith. About faith. Oh my goodness. We even I think you even mentioned last time that without faith it is impossible to please God. Right. That comes out of the book of Hebrews. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're, we're talking about Noah. Mm-hmm. Going and, through Hebrews 11. Yeah. A list of those that were honored for having faith. And last time with Noah, we were saying that it's going to be like the days of Noah when Christ returns. Yeah, Jesus said that. Yeah. It, it's both, uh, you know, frightening and exciting. Mm-hmm. Frightening, I would say, in that it means that God's judgment is coming soon. Mm-hmm. And exciting for a couple of reasons, primarily because Christ is coming back for his church, which he calls his bride. And also because if you're hearing this, then I want you to know that God has picked you to be alive at this exciting time, to be one of his representatives somebody who gives witness in their life as how they live, that you are alive at this time to show Jesus to the world. Right. And you know, when you're in the dark and you someone lights a candle, mm-hmm. how does that candle show up in the dark? With Bright. The contrast? Bright. So as the world gets darker in so many of these ways that we see seems to be sliding off uh, the cliff. Yeah. Um, as we hold our ground with God and Jesus said that he is light that gives life. Nice. So as we allow the Holy Spirit to have his way with us, it's a daily walk, mm-hmm. moment by moment, that light shines through in the darkness around us. And there's a scripture that says that for those that are perishing will actually be a stench. <laughs> you know, there'll be that <laughs> strong contrast. Yeah. And for those that, are, that know the Lord, we're a sweet aroma. So there's going to be a stronger and stronger contrast between the darkness that the world is slipping into and the light of the Holy Spirit that indwells us if we stay true to God and are faithful to Him. We spent some time last time talking about how God's heart can be grieved by evil. And as it's multiplying, His heart is grieved once again like it was in the days of Noah. And so there will be a time when He'll say enough is enough. Yeah. But he always makes a way of escape for those kids of his that he will pull out, snatch us up. <laughs> yes. And when it's dealing with judgment. I mean, we're told in the scripture that we will have trials. Jesus told us that it's going to be hard down here. But that's different than enduring something that is actual hand of judgment from God against sin. Right. We won't be in there right. receiving we're, judgment because yeah. we're... God's we're, wrath is not for his kids. It's not for his kids, yeah. It's not yeah. for us. Well, I just loved everything you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> so it was important to know last time that not to uh, grieve the Lord yeah. in our daily walk. On Sunday, this past Sunday, we were talking about uh, Romans chapter 13. So it's not a very long chapter. I think it's only got 14 verses. And towards the end of Romans chapter 13, no, is it 13? No, mm-hmm. we Yes, yes. <laughs> Towards the very end of Romans chapter 13, uh, it says that we are to put off darkness and to put on the armor of light. That's and, a great verse. Yeah, isn't it awesome? Yeah, and there's that, a decision we make each time when yeah. we're challenged. 
And the armor of light, of course, speaks of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're sitting there and you're wondering, what's that got to do with Noah? <laughs> or the, you know, well, let's, let's talk about the fact that things were so evil, as we'd already talked about, at the time of Noah. There was no regard for God, no regard for his word. Everybody was just going for it. Uh, flesh is king, and whatever it is that I want to do to satisfy that, uh, I'll do it. And the Lord was like, enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And he sent the flood. Mm -hmm. Now, during that time, though, Noah was the one who it says he was a preacher of righteousness. Right, that says it in Peter. Um, Peter brings that up, that Noah was preaching to the crowds and uh, his faith in God was counted as righteousness, but yeah, he was actively preaching as he's hammering. <laughs> People yeah. were watching him. <laughs> he was hammering in his preaching and literally hammering, uh, putting that boat together. And so that's what brings me to this, because we're to be like Noah was in the days of Noah. Mm -hmm. And my thought, as I look at the days of Noah, uh, make sure you're on the boat because judgment is coming. And what I say, or what I mean by saying, make sure you're on the boat is make sure you're in with Jesus. He's the representative of the boat. He's the one who saves his own, protects, shelters, brings us to safe harbor. And so make sure you're on the boat in these days and at this time. Not only for yourself, but once you yeah. do come to know the Lord, then the commission is for you to do the same thing that Noah was doing, is to bring warning. Now we're not supposed to go stand on the signs with, you know, turn or burn, mm -hmm. um, but in our daily life, it, it says that, back to the verse in um, Hebrews eleven seven talking about Noah, it says that he obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before, so God's telling him, this is what's going to happen. And this mm. is by his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received righteousness that comes from faith. I wow. thought, by his faith, he condemned the rest of yeah, the world. That's a fascinating I statement. I was thinking about that and thinking about that, that his choosing to stay in the light and obey God gave that contrast of condemnation to the others. Mm. Not that they have to stay there, because mm -hmm. at any point they could decide to come into the light too. Yeah. But that when your life is walking in the light, it brings, it makes focus to those that are not walking in the light. Yes. Their own shame and condemnation. No wonder they don't want to be around you. No wonder they don't want to be around Jesus. Cause, yeah, because they have to look at their own sin. They have to look at their own sin. It shines a light on their and, own sin. And if they're not willing to give it up. Right, right. Because, you know, we think about, you know, Jesus walking during the t his time on earth. And did everybody love him? No, he was hated and... <laughs> He was hated by the self-righteous and yeah. those that wanted to not give up their pride or living for themselves. And like you said, it shone a light on their way of living where they were covering themselves up, making excuses. Everybody else is doing it. And, uh, yeah. But those that walked humbly with God and recognized their need yeah. for him, uh, he was love <laughs> and yes. encouragement. And yes. let me come alongside. and. Step into this yoke with me. It's easy when I help you pull the burdens of life. Yeah. Such a contrast between the two. So it is by faith in God, in his provision as being the sacrificial lamb for our sins, that we walk into the boat. Yes. 
And, you know, some people will say, a lot of people will say through the years, well, I don't like the fact that there's only one way, you know. Yeah. Uh, why can't there be many ways? Well, like you've said before, I'm so grateful that there is a way. Yeah, and that, that he there's made any a way. way. And if there was multiple ways, why would Jesus yeah. go through all of that and die for our sins? Yeah. Jesus himself said that there was only one way to the Father. That's right. He said, no one comes to the Father but by me. But by me. So, so it would be like if your house was on fire and the fire department showed up and you're on the second story and they put that ladder up there to get you out. And you said, I don't like that ladder. Yeah. I want a different way out. Yeah. Or I want a helicopter to pick me up or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Take the escape, would you? Yeah. And it's offered to you in love. But I was thinking about Noah's Ark and the, the big boat. There's uh -huh. one door to get in. That one door, that's right. And it all got sealed, the whole boat got sealed by pitch, which I found out that yeah. the pitch is the same word. Uh, Kufar. Yeah. Is that the word? Yeah. And uh, it had a really special meaning, and I just forgot what it was. Yeah, well, it's the same word that's used uh, in the Old Testament for a covering for our sins. Yeah, pretty cool. Huh? <laughs> it's very cool. And then, can I say one other thing? You're probably going to say this. I don't mean to step on no, what you're right. going to say. But... It was God who closed the door. Yeah. Were you going to say that? No. No. <laughs> but he made the door. There was only one entrance into yeah. it. And so, and I'm sure when Noah was preaching, if any of them had repented and wanted to join, they could come in through that door, and then God closed the door. I think we need to talk more about this. Okay. And even after the flood. But let's pray. <laughs> Father, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for your word. Thank you that there is a boat. <laughs> the Lord Jesus... By faith we enter in and we escape judgment and wrath. Bless my brothers and sisters. Encourage their hearts. In Jesus' name.